Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah Hayya al-salah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam 
No one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. Inshallah, my khutbah today is concerning increasing the faith. And before I start my khutbah, I would like to ask myself as well as the Muslims a simple question. Did anyone of you want to school before? Everybody will say, of course. But what kind of school and what kind of level of school you went to? You've been in pre-kindergarten and the kindergarten? Of course. You went to elementary school? Of course. So why did you stop? Why you didn't stop after this? Why did you go to middle school? Why did you go to high school? Why did you go to university? Why did you try to get your master's degree? Why didn't you stop? Was not enough for you that you was a student one time in your life? Will this question make sense to anyone? Can you answer this question to yourself? Yes, I went to school, but why continue with the school? And why I went for a degree after a degree, and for a diploma after a diploma? Did you ever try to ask yourself this question? Or you went to school, you don't know why you was going to school? It's a simple question. Maybe you didn't think about it. You will find the answer so simple for yourself. But it's so strange when we come to tell you, are you a Muslim? Of course. Are you a believer? Of course. But ha what happened to the faith that you got when you were born, or when you was 18 ages, or when, what kind of the salah that you've been learning from your parents? Ask yourself this question, what is the difference between my salah 10 years ago and today? What is the difference between your fasting 20 years ago and your fasting for this year coming? The same way, why you went to a school after school, why you didn't stop? But if this applies to school, why doesn't apply to Iman and Islam? Why did you stop? Why you stop to increase your faith? What does this mean, increase my faith? You mean I'm going to be something else other than being a Muslim or being a believer? What else I'm going to do? 
I'm a Muslim. What else can be? Listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in Surah Al-Fatih. This is Surah number 48. هو الذي أنزل السكينة في قلوب المؤمنين ليزدادوا إيمانا مع إيمانهم ولله جنود السماوات والأرض وكان الله عليما حكيما. He is Allah who has sent the sakina, the tranquility in the hearts of the believers so they can have faith in addition to the faith they have. He is Allah, the one who has sent the sakina in the heart of the believers, not the Muslims, not the Bedouin, not the Arab. He sends the sakina in the hearts of the believers so their faith can be increased. It can be addition iman. Now we understand لِيَزْدَادُوا إِيمَانًا مَعَ إِيمَانِهِمْ They already have iman. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent this tranquility in their hearts so their faith can be more strengthened and they can be more supported and can be more stronger. This is the question that may doesn't make sense to you when I ask you why did you continue to go to school? But when you apply it to Iman, many Muslims, they don't care about it. I born in an Islamic family. I born in an Islamic society. I make my salah and this is it. Majority of Muslims nowadays, they live that I'm a Muslim. Basically, we make the five times salah. Alhamdulillah, we go to Jum'ah, when Ramadan comes, we're going to fast, and inshallah when I'm about 50, 55, I maybe go make hajj. What after this? Nothing. Brother, I'm doing good, Alhamdulillah. What else are you asking from me? You people with this spirit, you understand, always try to make it difficult for the Muslim. Brother, we're making our salah, what else you want? I give my zakah, what else you want? Subhanallah. Do you think we are better than the Sahaba? Do you think you are better than Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu Who you are? Those people who've been raised, been taught, disciplined by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making something special for them so their iman can be increased. If the Sahaba themselves Need increase of faith, strengthen of faith. What about me and you? Brothers, do you know where we live? We are not living now in the Kaaba, of course. You know. You know this. And even if you live in there, around the Kaaba, by Allah, there is enough fitness there also. Where are you living? We are not living with Rasulullah. We are not among the Sahaba, we are not sitting there and after this hearing the Prophet ﷺ reciting a new verse is coming right away fresh, a second ago from the heavens. We are living in your life state. What should the evil and the munkar is ma'roof. The ma'roof is munkar. And the percentage of the munkar and the ma'roof it's almost like 99% if you compare the haram and the wrongdoing and the evil. 
wherever you go. Doesn't matter where you live. Even if you live in, in Mecca, in Saudi Arabia, the temptation, corruption, the haram is everywhere. Tell me where you can go that is no temptation and haram doing and evil. But it increases in different places more than the others. So the Sahaba, may Allah be pleased with them, they need to strengthen their faith and support their faith. What about me and you living in the United States? We make the five time prayers. We come to Jummah. And mashallah, you can see half of the mosque is empty. Why? Because we content with the Iman or the Islam that we inherit from our parents. A born Muslim in an Islamic country, everything is fine. We go to Jummah, it's only 1.42. They will make the ikama at 2 o'clock or 5 minutes after 2. What's the, big, what's the big rush for me to be there? Because the faith is so weak. It barely can move from his spot. By Allah, if it's a conference, if it's a meeting, business meeting, you will find the preparation and what time and what kind of a tie, what kind of suit matches the tie with the shirt. And you make time when you're going to park your car, so you'll be there. By the time you take your tag name and all the things, you'll be there in time. Subhanallah. Because now the things in our life become more important than even Jum'ah. Even the Prophet wasallam is saying in the Hadith, reality, look. You see, brothers, when we read Quran and the Hadith and we reflect, Wallahi. You will say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Although you believe in this, but that means, I bear witness that what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had said 1400 years ago, I see it now. We see it. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa saying, Inna al-imana la yakhluku fi jawfi ahadikum kama yakhluku al-sawf fas'alu allaha an yujadid al-imana fi qulubikum. The Prophet said, faith wears out in your hearts like a soap, a garment wears out. You buy it just now, brand new, from Walmart or whatever, nice shirt. Look at this shirt next year, how it looks. Been washed. Iron, washed, iron, and now it starts to wear out, and the, the things, the colors start to fade. The Prophet said, faith and iman in your heart, it's heaven to it, the same thing like heaven to a garment. So ask Allah to revive iman in your heart. Are we doing it? Do we feed it? Do we know this? You know what, brothers? I give you a simple example, so you can know what I'm talking about. When the Prophet ﷺ is saying what the meaning is, The Prophet ﷺ said, Whosoever among you see an evil doing, wrong doing, Something objectionable to Al-Islam. Let him change with his hand. If you could not. 
speak against it. If you could not, hate it in your heart. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said what? There is no any degree of faith after this. If you are not going to do something about this evil, and when you pass, at least, when you pass by this evil and you see it, that you will feel that your heart gets tense and tight. You feel bad in your sick. The Prophet is telling us, the Prophet is telling us, that if you pass by the munkar, you go by the evil and your heart doesn't even move. There is no iman there. The reality of iman is not there, brothers. By Allah, ask yourself. And I ask myself this question many times. When you go to food line, as example, go shopping, we're going to buy bread, cake, whatever. But you pass in one of the aisles where all this khamr is there. I sometimes excuse for myself that I pass by it, I don't know honestly. If this is khamr or this is some of these juice or whatever it is, they have very expensive bottles for juice. And I don't know, but sometimes I get to know that this, because I see this is uh, golden rib and $15 a bottle, I say, this could not be juice. It must be something haram. But when we pass, for those at least they know that this is khamr. When you go in the aisle and you pass by it, and you keep going, oh, you're looking for cheese, uh, burger, breakfast, belly. You did not eat nothing, nothing had even clicked in your mind, on your heart, that this is something haram, this is evil, this shouldn't be there. When we walk in the street, what are you talking about walking in the street when our wives leave with us from the house? With no hijab. Wallahi, it's so serious, brothers. And things that we don't have a control over it, the Prophet said, at least your heart, it has to fix your heart. It has to disturb you when you see a evil. But can you imagine your own wife, your own wife, going and going to ride with you in the same car, and you're going to dinner together, and she does not have a headpiece, and you're going to be having her sitting beside you with, those, with all this perfume coming up. What kind of iman are we talking about? Well, my brothers, I'm, I'm so, sometimes we, I ask my wife, do I really have iman? We passed by evil. We did not even think about it. And even our own daughter, our, our wife doing the haram, we are not even concerned about it. So, now we're talking about how and the importance of reviving our iman, to renew it. You need a new starter. You need something to charge this battery of Iman because it's so weak. The car is not going to start. You need a booster. You have to do something to make it start. And after this, try to put more juice in it so it can be. Who among us doesn't need this kind of juice? Jump for his Iman or her Iman. If you think, if you think you don't need it, you are in a bad trouble. You are in a bad trouble because the Sahaba themselves, Allah is saying, So their faith can be increased. And the Sahaba used to meet the other Sahaba and say, Come 
Let's sit down together, talk about Allah, talk about the day of judgment, talk about the akhirah, talk about something which will cause our faith to increase. And you know, brothers, it's sakina, tranquility, when it comes in the heart. You don't worry, you don't know what's going on, you don't care what's going on. And please move forward. And you know, brothers, that is easy as part of our nature as a human being. We get nervous in many cases. Even when you go getting married, a lot of people, when they get married, they get nervous. You want to get married. So this is what you would look for. What are you nervous for? If a person getting married is going to be nervous, can you imagine somebody is about to be in jihad and fighting, in, he can be killed? And Allah said, in any case, in a condition, in a time, it can be a war. And they can be ready for a fight. And Allah sending the Sakina, giving this tranquility, this feeling in their hearts, and now they content, now they are not entering, they could not make Umrah, they are going to make a treaty, sign a piece of paper, and go back and come next year, all the things, they will comfortable. They accept Allah's decision. They went towards the treaty with no problem. Otherwise, it's going to be no way we could not. We're going to do this. But Allah sends the tranquility. So, when there is Iman, there is when Sakina is there, you are not going to be nervous and can be the worst condition. Can be everybody behind you. But when we tell the Muslims as example, listen to this. Brother, we are not asking you to go to a battlefield now. We are not asking you to carry a machine gun. All what we are asking you at least, can you visit the mosque? Can you come and sit in a class? We don't have time. What are you talking about? If it's a business meeting, yes. We have to understand that we have to update our information every year. If you are a doctor, if you are an engineer, if you are a professional, it's always this conference and updated for like a license and additional information. Always magazine coming to you to update your information. But a born Muslim, so everything is fine. We don't need to come again to the mosque and sit in class again and be in khutbah in time because we Muslims, but we're born a Muslim, brother. My great-great-grandfather used to be the mufti of country, so and so. We don't need it. We don't need it. SubhanAllah. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, what the meaning is, وَيَتَدَارَسُونَ إِلَّا حَفَّةُ مِنْ مَلَائِكَةٍ وَغَشِيَتُ مِنْ السَّكِينَةٍ وَتَنَزَّلَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ الرَّحْمَةُ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهُ أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم When a group of people gather in one of the houses of Allah not in the clubhouse not in their local area because this private stuff was only going to be for the Arab for the Pakistani for the Afro-American but the mosque it's everybody. You see? Yeah, somebody said, brother, we, we wouldn't come to the mosque, but we have our own in our clubhouse. Your clubhouse is for your area, for your own people who talk your language only, or the people who eat the type food. But he say, when a group of people gather in one of the houses of Allah, because it's our duty to revive the mission of the mosque. 
The kingdom must go open. Always zikrullah, remembrance of Allah, teaching the Islam. So when they gather in the house of Allah, for what purpose? Studying the book of Allah, understanding the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Now when they do this, he is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, and one of the things that happened to them, the sakina will fall on them. But we don't need sakina. We don't need tranquility. We don't want... It is a means to increase your faith. How many times you come to the mosque every week to receive a class? What are you talking about, brother? We're born Muslims, Akhi. We don't need these classes. We know all this stuff already. We know it. We don't need it. So if you, need, you know it, why don't come and teach it to others? The Prophet said, the best among you, just to learn the Quran, teach it to others. You know it, so why you don't give it to the others? Why you be stingy? Why you want to be selfish and you have it only for yourself? Do you know how many Muslims they don't know what they got? Why don't come and give it to the people? But because we feel that we don't need it. We don't need it. The Sahaba themselves, they were concerned about it. But me and you, we think it's not necessary. We can go to USC every day, even in a weekend. We still have, oh brother, we still have. I thought today, some the brother, no brother, I still have computer lab and I have to go. My professor said, subhanallah, what about Muslims? You're going to be born a Muslim and live Muslim and die Muslim without it charging your battery. Everything is fine. I will come in Jum'ah at 2 o'clock or 2 minutes before 2 o'clock catches that last rakat and everything is fine. I don't need I don't need it. This is our problem. This is our problem. And people say to understand that Muslim been humiliated, Muslim been defeated because what you're talking about. They turn away from Allah so Allah turn away from them. Because everybody feels a born Muslim from Islamic country or whatever, so everything is fine, the five-time prayers, I can make it wherever I am, I don't need anything other than this. What else we can do if we concern about increasing this Iman and renew our Iman? Otherwise it's going to wear out washing and tear and wear and iron, and after this, this soap became with holes. And most of the Muslims nowadays, may Allah help us all, they have holes in their face. The garment of their iman, it has big holes. And Allah knows best what is remaining from their soap. This is what the Prophet say. Your iman is going to be washed away. Like this marks and flags and writing in your shirt. It gets older and older and older. So, Renew it. How to renew Iman? Say, Allah. So ask Allah. This one of the means that we make dua. That we always have to be concerned. We have to understand that this Iman can disappear. The Prophet ﷺ, he himself used to call in Allah. Oh Allah, you the one who turns the hearts. Has that in all of the state He say, oh Allah, you the one that changes the heart. Keep my heart firm in your deen. Is the Prophet saying this, what about me and you? Living in the 20th century or 21st century, living in America, surrounded with all temptation, we feel everything. We have insurance about Iman, brother. Everything is fine. 
Everything is fine. Wallahi process is not fine. <clears throat> it's not fine. And we have to be very careful. We don't play with fire. We need to renew our faith. And we have to be concerned about our Iman. And don't think that you have insurance that you will die Muslim. You don't have insurance. You don't. And the Prophet said, a person will continue doing Iman, Islam, until he has no distance between him and paradise except one hand span. فيسبق عليه الكتاب فيعمل بعمل أهل النار فيدخلها he has no distance between him and Jannah but before he die a little bit what been decreed on him will take place he start to act and behave according to the people of hellfire and he will die in such a deed and he will go to hellfire we ask Allah to firm us in faith one of the things to increase your faith and to keep your demand intact, the Prophet say, لا تصاحب إلا مؤمنا ولا يأكل طعامك إلا تقي. Don't have the companionship, the companionship of anyone except a believer. Except a believer. It's very important. We need to check our friends, so-called friends list. Who's our friends? Who's the people that we socialize with? Who's the people that we go fishing and hunting and camping with? Who's the people that we spend the weekend with? Who's the people that we play tennis with them? Who's the people that we play football with them? Who's the people that we go fishing with them, swimming with them? We need to check our list and we need to clear it because the Prophet said only your companion has to be a believer. So brother, what are you talking about? We live in America. What was that? Kuffar, what we got? There is business. Good morning, good morning, how are you doing, Mr. So? How are you doing, Mr. So? Five o'clock, see you, bye, gone. That's it. Nobody telling you to take a machine gun and kill him because of kafir. But socialization and living and dinner together and the play tennis ball together, this is not. Why? Because the believer, they understand you're going to match with your, with your companion. He's going to rub off you know, something or you're rubbing off something on him. And of course, that one percent when a Muslim rubs something off on the kuffar. We know this. Okay? But he can rub off something in you. You feel even embarrassed to tell him that my name is so and so, you understand because you don't want to tell him, oh, I'm not a Muslim. Yeah, I go sometimes to the mosque there, but I'm not really about this stuff. You see? So Rasulullah said, لا تصاحب إلا مؤمنا. Also the Prophet said, لا تدخل الجنة حتى تؤمنوا. وَلَا تُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى تَحَابُوا You are not going to enter Jannah until you believe, and you are not going to believe until you love one another. So loving one another, that we have to work about tighten our rank, and try to be a, like brothers, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us in Quran, these things, all these things, brothers, is a lot. is a lot to tell you, but you need to start Ask yourself, what is the difference between last week and that week? What is the difference between the khutbah that I heard last week and today? Another khutbah. What is the difference between my salah 10 years ago and my salah? Did you learn anything new? Did you try to improve yourself? 
Did you try to go more to the mosque? Did you try to learn more about your deen? Did you try to teach others? Did you try to do anything different from last year? We going to remain, okay, Muslim born, Muslim dying, Muslim living, Muslim, everything is fine. Subhanallah. We keep shining our cars, putting parts in our cars, make renovation in our houses, doing everything and everything. But when the Iman, we have a seal of insurance. Everything is fine. It doesn't need to be revived, to be strengthened. You don't need to put any nails there. You don't need to do anything about it. No, you're totally wrong if you believe this. The Sahaba themselves, they used to be concerned about it, checking their Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salam ala nabi al-Mustafa Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abdu wa rasulu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In actuality, after I prepared this khutbah I thought about this book Which I'm sure most of you did not see it Maybe five persons among the whole community have the book This is not a commercial But this is something to help you about the khutbah of today This book called Belief of the Believers by Muhammad Sayyid Adli. I will encourage all of you to get it. And to make sure that this is not a business call, you can get it today for the cost of price. Okay? You can get it for five or six dollars. This book. Okay? How many pages? 142. But the unique thing is that brought the faith in, in your hand that you can take it between two covers verses, a hadith, which is authentic, and it can help you. And I will love for you, even if you don't have the money, if you don't have the money, I pay for it. But take it and let this be your homework. Let's set a goal. Same way that you try to get your master's degree, can you try to be a believer? Can you struggle and do something to be a true believer? Can you try to increase your iman? This one of the things, inshallah, because I could not give you everything in the khutbah. The khutbah only is a reminder. But if you get it, you try to read it during the weekend, and you try now to set a goal for yourself. Okay, today I'm going to practice hadith number 10. Tomorrow I'm going to try to work on hadith number 3, and you do this. And I close my khutbah with one hadith of this book, it says, عن أبي برد الأسلامي رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا معشر من آمن بلساني ولم يدخل الإيمان قلبه لا تغتاب المسلمين ولا تتبع عوراتهم فإنه من اتبع عوراتهم يتبع, يتبع الله عورته ومن يتبع الله عورته يفضح في بيته which is the meaning is a community of people who have believed by their tongue but belief has not entered their hearts do not backbite Muslims and do not search for their faults. If anyone searches for their faults, Allah will search for his faults. If Allah searches for the faults of anyone, he disgraces him even if he's in his own house. Part of being a believer, leave the believers alone, leave the Muslims alone. There is a faith by tongue and there is reality of faith. Reality of faith don't follow the faults of the Muslims. Don't be like flies. Flies only fall, fall down 
on the wound, when you wound and you start bus, this is the flies fall down in there. Why? Because the fly always looking for the dirty thing, but doesn't look for the good things. Don't be this kind of person. Don't backbite Muslims, nations, or individuals, or families, or anybody. Don't backbite the Muslims. Let the Muslims be safe from your hand and your tongue. Again, I will remind you, this is a way of increasing our faith. I would like to introduce this book for you today that you should adopt it. For today, you can get it for the cost of price. I will give it to you for $5. If you don't have the money, you can have it free. Okay? And it's between you and Allah that you're going to practice or not. You go to the doctor and give you a prescription. This is my prescription for you. And you will pay when you go to the doctor 500 and 5,000, whatever it takes to help your heart. I'm asking you today to adopt the book if you want. If not, there is no big deal. The book been there in the market, but I don't know if you know about it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the evil. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900, also 491-6065, fax 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.